What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in. This is episode seven of Box Score Sports. Today, we got some pro football, college football, chirp alerts back. We got MLB, Red Wings, and some other NHL news. So stay tuned, sit back, and let's get it on. We are back. My name is Alex Phillips with Bradley Becky, and we got to get to week five recap. Here we go. Brown, you want to get us started? I would love to. Seattle and Dangerous Wilson rained down four TDs as they slide by with a one-point win over the L.A. Rams, 30-29. to The dogfight in the sky was won by the underdog. The Philadelphia Eagles took the Jets, 31-6. to In the Big Cat battle, the Panthers come out on top. Carolina beats Jacksonville 34-27. The Vikings took out the Giants by the knees and turned New York into Valhalla. Minnesota wins 28-10. The Falcons flew over to Houston and got the horn big time. Texans take it 53-32. Teddy touchdowns, does his dance, and drowns the Bucks. New Orleans takes it 31-24. Though the Titans didn't wear red, the Bills had no problem running through Tennessee. Buffalo wins a low score, 14-7. Two winless teams go at it, and the mobile rookie and his cards come out on top. Arizona defeats Cincy, 26-3. Pats took the fight to the Native Americans in their homeland. New England wins big in Washington, 33-7. An AFC North battle commenced at Heinz Field, but the Ravens fly home with a W over Pittsburgh, 26-23. Oakland and the Windy City cross the Atlantic and play ball in London Town, but the Raiders come out on top in a close one, 24-21. Denver rode into L.A. and did their worst. Broncos bucked the Chargers, 20-13. Number three offense, send them packing. Aaron Jones and Green Bay shred the boys at home, 34-24. Patty Mahomes and his Kansas City Chiefs get stifled by the Mack attack and his Colts. Indy wins it in Arrowhead, 19-13. That's all. Week oh, five yeah, recap. No. We had some good games this week. No Lions games, but we had some good ones. Definitely was a game uh, our week. Excuse me. A lot of good games. A lot of ones to watch out for. There was handful where it was actually pretty hard to pick a winner. Yeah. Know? No. Definitely. There was there was a few surprises this week. I felt like, especially in Oakland and a couple of the other games. But uh, you want to do the weekly awards before yeah, we start breaking quick, them down? We'll jump into our weekly awards. You know how it goes: offensive player of the week, defensive player of the week, MVP of the week, and sleeper of the week. Yeah. Who you got for offensive? Offensive player of the week. I know he didn't have a stellar game compared to some of the other receivers and running backs we've seen in the league this week, but DJ Chark, man, 8 of 11, 164 yards, two touchdowns against the number one pass defense. Uh, definitely someone I didn't expect. Well, it's not that I didn't expect him to. He's been the clear number one, but uh, against that defense, I didn't expect that. So that's my guy this week. Okay. I actually got two offensive players of the week. Uh, my first one is Deshaun Watson. He had, oh, yeah, he had 28 game. for 33. It's 84.8 completion percentage, 426 yards, five touchdowns, no picks. Yeah. Um, that offense as a whole just kind of shit on Atlanta. Off, right. I know we both picked Atlanta to win that game, but yeah. if I'm correct, uh, you pick Houston. You pick, I pick Houston. Houston. I picked yeah. Atlanta. Oh, yeah, because um, I gave up on Atlanta yep, last week. Yep, yep. But 
still doesn't snub the idea that he went off. And then my other one, uh, CMC, Christian McCaffrey, 19 carries, 176 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns, and then six receptions for 61 yards. Uh, the guy can't be stopped. Dude, the way he's playing, I think he's winning offensive player of the year. I'm, I read a thing for Bleacher Report. It said that right now he's on pace to win MVP, actually. MVP? I could see that, too, dude. I don't remember the last time I didn't see him score, and he's been putting up all the points for Carolina, it seems like, this year. Yeah, I mean, it looks like losing Cam Newton wasn't, if anything, it made him better, <laughs> yeah, if you ask honestly, me. Because yeah. they've been undefeated since he yeah, they're left, two and oh without 2-0 oh or 3-0. and oh. With Kyle Allen. Yeah. Three, yep, okay. I think 3-0. Yeah. 3-0 oh. oh now, yes. After this weekend, 3-0. Oh. Yep. yep. All right, let's jump over to the defensive side of the ball. Who you got? I got the Indy defense as a whole, holding KC to the lowest point total they've had since Patty Mahomes' takeover. Uh, didn't see that coming at all. They didn't even have to do much offensively. Vinatieri scored 13 of their 19 points. So, I mean, that says it all for me. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't expecting that for sure, especially no. I think most of the nation had pretty high hopes for Mahomes every week. So. It was cool to see them shut him down. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Um, yeah, definitely surprised everybody. For me, everybody. it's kind of a it's split up into two things. But for most part, it's the unit of the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, I'm not saying that the Jets is a hard team to shut down. Yeah. But their stats were ridiculous. They had two forced fumbles, one fumble recovery, ten sacks, and two picks. Didn't they and have two touchdowns too? They, yeah. I was getting to that. They also had the two uh, touchdowns, one pick six, and one fumble recovery. Ridiculous. But if you ask me, one player did stick out on this defense, and that was the ex-Cowboy Orlando Skandrick. He had four tackles, two sacks, two fu- forced fumbles, a fumble recovery, and that recovery was for a 44-yard touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, man, that is a hell of a game for them. I mean, Philadelphia is starting to – I mean, uh, then again, New York, I, I'm going to – delegitimize their win this week but Philly definitely looks like a team and that's still I'm still sticking strong with them as one of the NFC favorites for me yeah I mean they like you said New York's not really much to yeah they're just they're kind of just in a shithole right now right um I know you were telling me before the show that Adam Gase made a pretty stupid decision. What you want to tell the people yeah, about that? Yeah, so word comes out that he practiced uh, Sam Darnold all week on first-team reps and then decided on Saturday to do his spleen tests and started Luke Falk, who didn't get a single fucking first-team rep all week. Like, I, I I mean, how do you make that to decision? To go up against the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah, I, just, I don't even know I where that like would be that a smart decision choice. alone puts him on the hot seat. I mean, New York, I'll get into a little bit more in a little bit, but uh, they just they look rough. Yeah, but all right, let's but head my over. my bills, four and Your one. Bills. Your bills are four <laughs> and one. That's this is true. All Anyways, right, MVP, MVP of the week. I got uh, I got Aaron Jones there. Aaron Jones, he had a whole game. He too. scored. What did he get? All of their touchdowns. Was it four? He had nineteen carries for 107 rushing yards and four rushing TDs on top of four re- uh, receptions for 75 yards and averaged 10.7 yards a reception. And crazy thing is, he led the team in both rushing and receiving. Jesus Christ. That guy had a game that I don't think anybody expected, yeah. especially against the Cowboys. Right. Yeah. I mean, then the Cowboys defense isn't that bad. So, like, to see them, I, I, the, the run game is one thing I thought Green Bay lacked on all year before yeah, the season I mean, that's, started. They were so. one of the lower teams. I think they were in the low teens or even the high 20s for yeah. ranks for run game. But Yeah. I mean, that's crazy win by them. A crazy run by him. Um, 
But anyways, my MVP, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, 26 for 34, 314 yards, four touchdowns. He did have a pick, but to come in and go 3-0 and with Breeze gone is just, I mean, you can't. You can't look away from that. I feel like, like we and you talked about before, they have the best backup quarterback situation. And Teddy Bridgewater, I got to apologize to him because last week I picked him to lose and said that he didn't show me enough consistency to prove that he can win games. And he just put up his best game he's had since 2015. So there's that. Yeah, I mean, one thing that I'm not going to lie, even I forgot this, but when he originally played in Minnesota in 2015, they were a playoff team. Oh, yeah, they you know, were. He took them to the playoffs, and he did, had a good I'm pretty sure he won the season. division. Yep. So I think that's one thing that at least myself, I know for sure, I forgot. Yeah. You know, I forgot that this man was capable of this thing, oh, especially because, yeah. you know, you look at him as a backup quarterback, and I don't think everybody, anybody has ever had high hopes for a backup quarterback, even Tom Brady when he came in for Bledsoe yeah. way back when. So. It's cool to see him blowing up like that, I'm not going to lie, but yeah. I expected less just because you're backing up Drew Brees. Right, I mean, and at this point, I mean, news came out this week. Actually, Drew Brees himself posted it, but he posted a picture or a video of him completing passes and stuff. In practice. And I don't think it was practice, but he posted that. So, I mean, Bridgewater, say he's got to do another three weeks. He's already 500, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, and if you ask me, there's going to be some teams looking to trade for that guy once Brees comes might be, back. You know? and, and they might be offering something serious for well, it, Well, there's a lot of trade rumors right now we can talk yeah. about if we want later. Uh, but, but yeah. Yeah, sleeper. jump over to the sleepers. Yep. Yeah. I have two. I got, if you ask me, you know, people look at him as a good player, but no one ever really expects numbers like this from him, and that's Will Fuller in Houston. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, that, that was kind of a sleeper 14 picks. receptions, 217 yards, three touchdowns, and averaged 15 and a half yards of reception. You got a guy on your team like DeAndre Hopkins, you would never expect to see numbers like that yeah. from your number two receiver. Yeah, and the crazy thing about that with me is like Atlanta, they put single coverage on him the entire game. They never changed their game plan on that. So I don't know why. Like especially and they were when all he's big yardage plays for the right. most part. I, I get know you his have Hopkins were. out there, but why are you letting him in single coverage too? I mean, Will Fuller can do some damage. So and he proved that this week. Yeah. Huh? Who's your other sleeper? My other guy. Um, Yes, like you mentioned, he is technically the number one guy, but it's somebody that even some of my friends, when I said his name, they were like, who is that? And it's DJ Chark. DJ it's your, Chark, it's yeah. your offensive player. I just think that not a lot of people expect this out of him. Um, he definitely put up wide receiver one numbers, but like you mentioned, he had eight receptions, 164 yards, two TDs, and averaged 20 and a half yards a yeah, catch. Yeah, I mean, before this season, I think he only had like four receptions in total last year or something. I genuinely like have never heard this dude's name it's before this season. Year, yeah, it's his second year, but I mean, everybody thought D.D. Westbrook would be the guy this year down there. So yeah. to see to see. DJ step up and uh, be what he is so far this season. I mean, he's been great. Well, and even myself, I expected Chris Conley to have more of a role out of Kansas City as well because in yeah. KC, he was a pretty damn good guy out of the slot. So I expected that, but good for DJ. He's yeah. having a damn good season. Yeah. My sleeper pick this week was uh, Byron Pringle from uh, Kansas City. Six to nine, 103 yards, one touchdown. The only touchdown Kansas City scored in that game. Uh, before this game, he only had two receptions for 20 yards in his entire career. So, well, I mean, it is. I think he's a rookie this year. But either way, uh, to have yeah. a game like that, no one expected that. Yeah, I watched the highlights for that game earlier today, and I saw the pass. One of the passes where Mahomes scrambled for like 50, yeah, and that 50 was the yards. unavoidable sack yeah he, yep. he went then, back like 25 yards before he ran up and threw yep. that ball I he mean, said he covered 50 yards of field before he threw the ball ridiculous which is that's some crazy scrambling by a guy that you know can be mobile but is not one of the most mobile threats in right. the league so definitely that's definitely. where i saw pringle and i was like who is this guy right. you know? yeah yeah he had <laughs> a big game 
Good for him. Yeah. yeah. So so now that we talked about the top, you want to go dumpster diving a little bit? Sure. What you got? Uh, my dumpster dive this week is the New York Jets as a whole. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, that that uh, poor choice by Adam Gase this week and just how underperformed they've been all year. Uh, given there have been some injuries, but uh, up until this week, they hadn't scored an offensive touchdown since week one. So that tells me a lot about their offense. I mean, overall, that team just, which could lead me into the next thing that we want to talk about after you do your dumpster dive is who's the worst team in the league right now? Is it the Jets or Miami? Because I feel like it could be a toss up between the two. And I guess we'll find out because they play each other soon. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. They both are doing kind of the same thing right now. But yeah. my uh, my dumpster dive of the week is uh, the Chargers run game. Yeah, dude, tell me about that. Don't <laughs> you even had Melvin talk Gordon, about who had 12 carries for only 31 yards. Didn't Eckler end up with negative had, yardage? No, Rivers did that. Oh, okay. Rivers had a carry for negative three. Okay. Eckler had three for seven yards, and then Gordon had 12 for 31. So, I mean, you're looking at negative 30, or you're looking at 35 total rushing yards against the Denver Broncos. And that was the first week Melvin Gordon was back, yeah. And the funny thing is, I remembered earlier in the week, I said that they would have a good rushing game because Melvin Gordon was coming back. Yeah, you said you were going to run all over Denver. And Bradley was a dominant pass rusher is hurt. Yeah. And you get a total of 35 rushing yards. And I don't even think they had one person... Over ninety receiving yards. No, either. I don't think I don't even know if they passed eighty. Honestly, they Philip Rivers had eighty six. You know what's crazy? My offensive player of the year and my MVP picks for this year, both Baker and Philip Rivers, have both underperformed massively so far. So, yeah, uh, that's rough. It's I mean, looking bad. As yeah, you know. but I think LA will bounce back. We'll Denver's see. a scrappy team. They always seem to play the Chargers tough. I think they beat them last year too. So, I I mean. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad all around, especially for my fantasy team, seeing that I had both of those mm-hmm. guys. So Yeah, and one of my friends actually wanted to trade Melvin Gordon for Julio, and they both had shit weeks, so it really wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. But I told him I don't trust it because I had a feeling with Melvin Gordon, he hasn't been working with the team at all Yeah, um, since his little holdout situation. So I'm like, he's going to have a bad week when he comes back just because he's not on the same page as their team, you know? Things their staffing has not changed and their playbook hasn't changed, but I'm sure they've adjusted things here and there that Melvin Gordon wasn't aware of. That's true, and yeah. he only had you know just le- just under a week to learn it. So, no, a little over. He came back before last. That's week's right. Game. He came back yeah. like, like ten days, ten or eleven days. Like I would that. say something yeah. like okay. that. So, I mean, still, I kind of expected this, and I, I just didn't expect it to be this bad, especially with the season Eckler was having. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's rough. But anyways, uh, let's let's transition to the the question I just kind of begged up or brought up a minute ago. So everybody was talking Miami is the worst team in the league, and I know you were high on this team, the Jets, for yeah, the beginning of the season. So I, I just want to ask you: Do you think the Jets or Miami are the worst team? I mean, I think the Jets at this point, despite the injuries, seem to be the worst, and they had the one they were the ones that were probably a lot more active in the off season coming into the season with than Miami at least. Yeah, I mean, right now I'm going to have to say the Jets are worse. Um, Just because when I look at Miami, they at least have some somewhat of a decent roster. Yeah. Um, You know, they don't have much, but I I feel feel like like Miami just has a plan moving forward. They could do more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the Jets, obviously your starting quarterback and your second string quarterback are out. You know, your defensive first-round pick, rookie, Quinn Williams, out. C.J. Mosley, probably your defensive superstar, out. Yeah. You know, Le'Veon Bell, I feel bad for the guy. He's right. getting no protection. Offensive he doesn't even have time of... to get the ball 
past the line of scrimmage damn near. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd say they're the worst team in the league right now. Yeah, they're just, they, I mean, they, everybody was talking Miami. Now we got to see, that Miami didn't play this week, so you get to see the Jets in full effect. But, goddamn, talk about how lucky the Bills and Pats are not having to worry about two of their divisional opponents. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, that's polar opposites in the AFC North, or uh, East. Yeah, I mean, you look at every other team, they're at least throwing up double digits at least once. Right, right. Yeah, it's rough. It's tough, but... Yeah, yeah. I think I forgot what... It, there was something I saw earlier that was like a total a total amount of points they've scored through four weeks, and it was awfully low, but I, I, either way. Um, yeah, I mean, I, that's really why I wanted to bring them up. I think the Jets are a lot worse than Miami, and I think people need to start recognizing that. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Adam Gase doesn't make it into next year, uh, but, you know, we'll see. Um, anyways, uh, what, what were your biggest takeaways after this week? Did you see anything that kind of jumped off the page for you? Was there anything, any um, specific game you want to break down? First off, I would, I do want to start it off as I don't know what, you know, people put in these wide receivers drinks this, this week, <laughs> right. but dude, I, there was damn near, there a was double, a lot of, I think there was almost double digit receivers that had over a hundred yards. Yeah. I mean, I could click on every single game here in the box score and I could see at least one receiver almost have over 100 receiving yards. I mean, it was ridiculous. I mean, it was so hard. I'm not going to lie. It was so hard to come up with offensive players, MVPs, and sleepers just because there were so many people that had great games this week. I mean, it was just, it was difficult. It took me a yeah. while because in my head, I was like, how really can I was. say that? I was thinking about that earlier like, today. I felt bad snubbing Michael Thomas. He had a great game. Right. Um, I felt bad snubbing Adam Thielen. He had a great game. I mean, there were so many players that you just couldn't give credit to because there was somebody to do just much better. But, dude, the receiving. It was ridiculous. Was the receiving nuts. and some of the running. I mean, look at, you look at CMC and Jones and all those guys. I mean, it was crazy this week how much offense there was. And I mean, Yeah, it definitely felt like, for some reason, it felt like it was one of the more higher-scoring weeks yeah, in the league. Yeah, it definitely did, looking at the scores. There was a lot of teams of 20, 30. Yeah, yeah the over-unders were, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Next week's going to be interesting when we make our picks. I don't know if you've looked ahead yet, but there have definitely. I don't much. think there's any any games with any scores less than twenty, other than Buffalo and Tennessee. It looks like Buffalo, Tennessee, and Indiana, and Kansas City. Everybody else scored at least twenty points somewhere on the side of the field or one side of the field. Right. Yeah. Anyway, um, my biggest takeaway is Dallas. Dallas, I feel like might be fraud. Um, the last two weeks playing Green Bay and New Orleans, offense hasn't looked. Stellar, I think uh, Dak Prescott, you know, everybody was so high on him in the first three weeks, but I think you mentioned it before. Who did they really play? And he's mm-hmm. kind of fallen off since then. I mean, what, how many picks? He still did he had throw? a decent game, but I think he threw four picks. Yeah. So, he I still mean, had a pretty not, decent game. Yeah. It wasn't a when terrible game. When you throw game. four picks, you had a bad game. I mean, he still threw up 26 fantasy points for me. So yeah, that's sure. not, yeah, but, but he still threw no. four picks. Yeah, no, I mean, it was, a still, it was still a very low beat, lower, low QB rating game for him. Yeah. Um, I, just, I think there's really no there's no reason to be a terrified of these guys. I mean, yeah. they did so well in the first two weeks, but like you just said that I said earlier, who did they play? You know, right. they they match up against two 500 teams and get 
embarrassed yeah. if you ask me. Yeah, so embarrassed. They for did sure. put up 24, but if you ask me, they got outplayed by a lot. Yeah, and the and the other takeaway from that game is I can I think I can give Green Bay credit. Unfortunately, I fucking hate to say it, but I think Green Bay might be a legit contender this year. Yeah. And uh, another NFC contender would be New Orleans now because they definitely showed that they can do it whether they yeah, had Breeze or not. I did say it earlier that I still think that they're. I'm not taking back what I said about them being a NFC championship contender, but. Speaking of that game and really that team Dallas as a whole, like you were talking about, is what's what's going on with Zeke? I mean, Zeke, yeah. you got one of the top, in my opinion, top three O lines in the league, and you know you were projected to be, I think, a top four running back, if even not third. higher than that. Right? Yeah, that I think it was, it was in one or two. No, because it was four. It was four oh, was because it? it was Saquon, then McCaffrey, then Kamara, then Zeke. I gotcha. I believe was the preseason, uh, preseason ranking. So, I mean, the dude, yeah, he scored, but I don't think he's had over 100 rushing yards more than once this season, and that's not yeah, looking like the Zeke we know. Yeah, I mean, he's averaging 4.5 a carry this year, only has four touchdowns so far. I mean, just under 400 total through, what is this, five weeks now? I mean... I think this just tells other teams, and this it might not be worth paying these running backs, man. They, they keep holding out. They keep doing all this stuff, but you look at Le'Veon, who held out last year. hasn't really gotten done much done, now given their offensive line sucks, and I think that team as a whole sucks right now. But Melvin Gordon, first week back, doesn't do shit. You got Ezekiel Elliott, who hasn't really been outstanding. So, I mean, this is something to look out for with McCaffrey and Kamara coming up on contract years in a couple of years. And, like, why would teams keep paying these guys if their production is going to come down as soon as they get paid? Now, given it's a lot better to have a paid Zeke than no Zeke at all. So, I'd rather have that as a safety net. But, sure. I mean, look at James – or was it James Pollard a couple of weeks ago who had a big game? Or was that last week? No. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Had a big game. Like, there's no name running backs out there. Fucking Aaron Jones. Who knows who Aaron Jones mm-hmm. is? He's well, not a even top-tier the, running back. Even the backup for the Panthers. Uh, what's his name? Let me pull it up. Uh, Reggie Bonifan had, like, he had like a, almost a 50-yard touchdown run yeah. earlier. I mean, I'm not saying McCaffrey's a problem, but... Right. I mean, there are these no-name backs all over the place that are very capable and then some, and they've, they're proving it as the season goes on. Right. So I think it's a wake-up, yeah, like you said, it's a wake-up call for organizations. Quit paying these sons of bitches if they want to be stingy because yeah, I mean, it just goes to the running show. backs need to be like, okay, look, if we're going to ask for more money, we're going to produce. Like, uh, yeah. and it's not, like I'm, I'm, I'm all for players making more money. Go for it. Make your money. But if you're not going to come out and produce and be the high-level talent you want to get paid for, what one thing these guys all need to remember is they're not the best in the league, whether they think it or not. Some of them might be, but a lot of them who think they're the best in the league just clearly aren't. So, I mean... Something to look out for in the next couple of years for sure. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I have about that. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> I have a, I have to pose another question for you though. Okay, here. Kansas City the last two weeks. I know you're pretty high on Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I know you're kind of a Patty Mahomes, you know, to keep it plain and simple, Dick Rider. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. So what do you got to say about Kansas City? Like, what do you think? What's what's going on there? I mean, they had a close close win against Detroit. They won it, but and then they at home come back Sunday Night Lights. What do you think? Patrick Mahomes was like, oh my god, I can see the night star or night stars again after playing inside. Like he was a little distracted. Like what's up? I know he got hurt, so I'm not gonna take away too much from him. Yeah, but. I mean, he still had a pretty decent game. I think he still threw for over 300 yards. He did. And he still he did. had a touchdown pass. Um. 
But if you look, yeah, if you look at his last two week stats, he's had one total touchdown in two weeks. Yeah. Um, where earlier in the season he was projected to get like 52 on the year yeah. based on his first two weeks. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not even saying just him in general. I'm saying the team. Well, the like, team as a whole, yeah. Because um, looking at the They look rest, a little off. I'm not going to lie. Because they got to play at I, home against the hot Texans right now. I haven't lost faith week. in them just yet. If you ask me, they still have what it takes and then some to win games. Because if you ask me, they're in the same situation as the Browns at the beginning of the season. Yeah. A team that on paper is a pretty damn good football team. Yeah. But if you, you know, you look at the way the Browns played week one and week two, there were people ready to (laughs) get them out the league. They're done. That's true. Eliminate the team. And then they come in and just dominate against the Ravens. Definitely true. And then for what I know, they're, they're not doing the greatest against the 49ers right now, but it's still second quarter. So I don't know. I haven't lost faith in them yet, but if someone were to get hurt elsewhere, whether it be, you know, one of the receivers, Mahomes, even somewhere defense, because they don't really got much on defense. Yeah, if I, I'd, I'd be worried if I was. I mean, about that injury. I mean, they said it wasn't that big of a deal. His mm-hmm. ankle was sore, but I mean, they had to tape him. That's up an and all existing that stuff, injury. So. I'm not gonna lie. When yeah. he played against Jacksonville, that injury happened. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that's not something that keeps popping up. But if you ask me, they just as long as they can stay healthy, I think they're still a contender. But if they start to get hurt here and there, it's going to be scary for Kansas City Chiefs. Definitely, definitely. And Tyreek Hill's supposed to be coming back soon, isn't he? Yeah, I believe he is. Like one more week. Yeah, two yeah. more weeks. So one other question I have this week was the Thursday night game. You think the Rams? What's going on with them? You think they're legit? You think they're fraud? Do you think they're going to still be who they think they or who they are? I think they lost what, on a missed field goal by Zerline. Yeah, uh, what was that? Thirty-one to twenty-nine, or something like that. Thirty to twenty-nine. Thirty to twenty-nine. So, let me tell you something here. So, I don't think they're in the hole yet because you look at last week's game; they still put up forty points. Yeah. Even though they lost, they still yep. put up forty points, and Goff still had over five hundred passing yards. Yep. And then you go this week; he still had almost five yards short of four hundred yards. He had two receivers over a hundred yards. Yeah. And they still put up twenty-nine. They only lost by a point. So I don't see any reason so that people should the, be snubbing so this should team. Should we be looking at the defense then? I mean, that's two weeks in a row. Yeah. They've allowed, they've they've allowed what, a combined 84. 85 points. 80, 84. I think Tampa got 55 last week. Did they? Yeah. I thought it was 54. I keep telling myself that. It was 55. Yeah, I believe. it was. Yep. So, so 85, 85 points, points in two points weeks. In two that's weeks. definitely your defense you need to be looking at yeah. without a question because your yeah. offense still put up 69. Right, that's not that's not short of eighty five, if you ask me. And yeah. you look at golf. Beside, if you take away the interceptions, the dude's putting up the numbers he needs to be putting up. Yeah. So just don't if look you ask me, the run game and the defense are need to be adjusted as soon as possible. Yeah, they need to do something for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, that was that was one of the biggest takeaways I had this week. Only other news is Jay Gruden got fired. So where do you think uh, potential landing spots are for him? Uh, who do you think takes his job? What do, what do you think? I mean, the Redskins are kind of a wreck right now anyways. So plan it for the future right now, this early in the season. They'll probably ride it out with an interim head coach. I don't foresee them hiring anybody right now. But I mean, that's the first NFL. That's kind of early for a college or a college NFL coach to get fired yeah, after week I five. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame him. If you ask me, he's, you know, the Redskins aren't really terrible when you look at their team. They're not great. You yeah, know, they're not something that I'd be excited. Well, they for, weren't expected to be as bad as they exactly. are. Exactly. And so my thing is, I yeah, I mean, I think he gets replaced fast. If you ask me, you said that he does. You think he might not get replaced till later in the season, but I think it's going to happen soon. 
Um, if you ask me, they should either. I know you mentioned they had a few people that are still on staff that are looking at yeah, it. Think, Jason Garrett, Mike Tomlin. Yeah, the top um, five. I forgot what the exact the exact order was, but I know their interim now is Callahan. Uh, they have Mike Tomlin as the number one ranked potential next head coach there. So obviously that would be until the end of the season. Um, and then you got Jason Garrett also on that list. I mean, I'm just curious to see where they go from there, what coaches are out there. I know. Uh, I think it's Philadelphia's defensive coordinator. No, not not defensive. That's Schwartz. Um, offensive coordinator. Somewhere on the offensive side of the ball. He's a hot name coming into this year. Um, but I'm just kind of curious. They'll probably likely go young. They'll probably go with like a Zach Taylor type, someone who's hung out with Sean McVay, whether it be a buddy from the mm-hmm. bar. People are high on Sean McVay. Well, at least they were last year. I don't know about yeah. this year. But they're definitely going to go an offensive young guy, offensive-minded young guy to develop Haskins and I would assume McLaurin. so, yeah. I mean, it's really kind of a big question to ask right now with it being so early. It's kind yeah. of hard to say. Yeah, that's why I think they're you know, waiting until the end of the, the season, end of season Yeah, with it being the end of the season, you know, I'm sure there'd be plenty more coaches on the hot seat right. if I were to break it down. But if I were to be completely honest, by the start of next season, I think he could either land a spot in Oakland. I think that's where he's going. Or in New York for the Jets. The Jets? Possibly, yeah. I could see that. Yeah, I think I think the most likely spot for him is an assistant job over in Oakland just because it's his brother. But, I mean, we'll see. I don't know. It could be like uh, Rex Ryan and his brother, yep. sort of. So, we'll see how that works. And really, Oakland has surprised me so far. Beating, beating Chicago and London was a pretty big game. But, yeah, that's all I got for uh, NFL Week 5. You want to talk some college football? What did you – any takeaways from this past week? Really, all I got to talk about is Michigan uh, and a little bit of Ohio State. So – uh, I can get it started if you want. We got Michigan's defense. Eight sacks, three interceptions, and only 10 points to show for it. Now, last week we talked about the 52 nothing blowout and how everybody was all excited and stuff. This week I think people actually, for the most part, from what I've heard and seen, uh, Michigan's fans aren't going too crazy. But you got Jim Harbaugh coming out and saying their offense is starting to hit their stride or almost hitting their stride or whatever the case may be. In my opinion... When you have that many, that defense to come out and do eight sacks, three interceptions, I think there might have been some fumbles. I don't necessarily remember. Your offense scoring 10 points is unacceptable. No matter how you put it, your offense is unacceptable. And you need to do something about it. 100%. And you still, I mean, you still, we're still fumbling the ball. Yeah. We're still throwing interceptions. Yep. I don't know why the hell they still start Shea Patterson. I don't know if you either. Ask me, if, is I McCaffrey really that bad to go behind Shea Patterson? Why isn't he giving him a chance? Well, another thing, I mean, Shea Patterson, you had a total of 147 passing yards. That's yeah. Some people can do that in one quarter. Um, really? Then your run game, you didn't have a single person. Charbonnet put up a 42 rushing yards. Yeah, I think their run game in total carries. is 100 and sec- They're in 102nd in the nation right now for running. Rushing. Yeah, I mean, you had three guys rush over 20, one guy rush over 40, and um, two guys under 20. So yeah. then you go and look at receiving, and you only had one person over 50. Yeah. You had Nico Collins was 63, and then the two names that you would expect to have the most Donovan Peoples Jones and Tariq Black had only 26 yards and 20. Yeah. Um so I'm going to go and follow up with what I said before. I'm not I have no faith. Yeah. You know, I said they were going to lose to Iowa and you know what? Iowa's offense had a terrible heyday and Michigan's defense had a great day. But if you ask me, defense is not going to win you games 
with the rest of your schedule. Okay, I was about to say, well, defense usually wins you games, but it can. But if you look at the rest of their schedule, your defense can win you games if your offense is competent. And their offense exactly. lacks competency, and they can't you capitalize be on whatsoever. Your, you've got to capitalize on you know chances, especially when they're consistently given to you drive after drive after drive. Yeah, and I'll say right now, if they don't get it fixed with Illinois this weekend, they're going to have a real hard time beating Michigan State or even attempting to try to beat Michigan State. Or I'm sorry, Penn State in two weeks. I mean, there's no reason that you couldn't even get field goals off. And you know what's crazy right now? You weren't right even now? making it to, like, the 40-yard line. You had one kick that was over 50 yards, and um, Quinn Nordine has always been one to miss go a little right on and the he's long sticking with shots. Him. Did you see that? Hardball came out and said he's sticking with him. Yeah, he did. But he's he's been a guy that misses wide right when he's going long kicks. But yeah. you gave him two chances to kick field goals he made one missed one you know yeah. why are you not getting down the field to give him more after right. that many defensive recoveries if you're not scoring a touchdown why is there not three points well being look, look at let's look at the philadelphia eagles i know they're not the same but philadelphia eagles had 10 sacks and a few forced fumbles and all that stuff and i think they had less than three picks and they are about the same three no they had three two okay either way so they had less Less interceptions, but more sacks. And they scored 34 or 24 this 33. week? 33. 33? Okay. 31. 31 okay. to so 6. Either way, they, they scored. Their offense was competent. They made points. They made plays off of those turnovers and interceptions, given their defense scored 14 of those points. But, but there's still another like 18, 19, 17, 18 exactly. points that were scored on offense. I just don't understand why their offense is so bad and their offense needs to step it up. If their defense is going to put up that well of a game, that was their best defensive game all year. And they came, their offense couldn't do anything. And their offense is the biggest issue of this team, yep. whether it be the play calling, whether it be the coaching. I don't know. It, it's just they need to get it worked out before they play Penn State. And I'm surprised to see Michigan's even favored against Penn State right now. Four points. I don't. I, I'm not with it. Make that bet because you're going to make your money back, guaranteed, if they keep playing the way they're playing. Now, if they turn around against Illinois and do something crazy and do like a 70 to nothing shutout, then I'll maybe consider it. But their offense needs to get better. Simple as that. Plain and simple. That's yeah. it. I mean, I don't know what where Harbaugh is coming from. I don't know what f- game he was watching <laughs> where you think your offense is starting to catch in stride. Yeah, but yeah, if you ask me, dude, this is sad. Yeah. We were ranked number seven going into the season. I don't even think we belong in the top 20. Yeah. I mean, just, I don't know how we're 16. I mean, given Iowa was a 14th ranked team. but Yes, I'm not going to lie. And they held them to only three points, and their yeah. defense shut them down. But you've got to do well on both sides of the ball to make it into the top 15, if you yeah. ask me. And they're 16. They're not there. But if you ask me, they're just not. You need to correlate both offense and defense. And if that's not happening, you don't fucking belong. Yeah. Uh, the only other big thing this week that I saw was another big-time matchup, Ohio State-Michigan State. Uh, Ohio State won, which was expected. Um, but I, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. I'm going to get a lot of slack, but I'm starting to feel like I'm rooting for Ohio State this year. And it's I don't know if it's because I just like how good their team is. Because here's, here's how I look at it. At heart, I'm a sports fan. Outside of sports, I'm a fan of my teams, Michigan, Detroit, all the Detroit teams, etc. But when I see a good team and I see a good team that's ran well, I'm going to root for that team. That's just how I look at it. And Ohio State right now is by far the Big Ten favorite. I can't, I just I like them. I like watching them. And I, I hate to say it, and I'm sure Michigan fans, and I, I know my dad's going to hear this and be like, what the fuck are you thinking? But I'm telling you right now, I like Ohio State this year a lot. 
Yeah, I mean, I might be sleeping in the garage for a few weeks after this, but I agree with you. <laughs> Justin Fields is one of the most entertaining quarterbacks other than the other two guys that we bring up every week. Yeah. Jalen Hurts, Tua. But this team, Burrow. if you ask me, oh yeah, Burrow as well. If you ask me, this team is just so balanced. Yeah. Their offensive and defensive production matches so well. And if you ask me, it was more so Urban Meyer that I wasn't a fan of than it was the Ohio State Buckeyes. Yeah. Because clearly, like I mentioned earlier, I would rather I'm going to switch teams if Urban Meyer ends up a coach in Michigan and in Arbor. But I don't hate Ohio State. I really don't, to be honest with you. And like you mentioned, it's because I'm a sports fan first and they're a team that knows how to put on a show. Right. They might be the best team in the country right now. No, I mean, there's a couple other ones. They're, I really like really LSU, up there. but they're up there. And I think they're definitely winning the Big Ten this year. There's no doubt in my oh, mind. Yeah. No question. So The only other team that would stand up to them is probably Penn State, and I don't, they're not I don't even think that'll happen, just because, I, I mean, at Ohio State just scares the fuck out of me every time. And I, their uniforms just were, they were dripping. <laughs> they were dripping. That shit was sweet. Um I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm right there Honestly, with you, dude. They're, they're, just, they're just a good team. They're a really good team. Um, the only other thing I noticed this week was Florida, 24-13 over Auburn. Surprise win there. Florida seems legit until this Saturday when LSU kicks their fucking ass. It's just going to happen. Uh, so, Florida fans, enjoy this week. But I'm telling you right now, when you go and take on LSU next week, uh, they're going to shred you apart. And I'm saying it right now. And if you disagree with me, uh, at me. Uh, but I'm just saying, LSU is going to – burn the shit out of Florida this week. Yeah, I mean, right now LSU is looking like a train that's not not stopping anytime Dude, what was the soon. thing I said to you on Saturday? Uh, Joe Burrow is, what, five touchdowns away from beating the all-time record at LSU yeah. for most touchdowns in thrown one in one season. season. They have seven games left. Yeah. What? Like, dude, they're, they're averaging like 48 points a game right now. They're insane. They're just, their offense is scary good. And if that offense is as good as it is against... Alabama, they're going to be great. And Florida's coming to their house this week, so they're going to get smacked on Saturday night, 8 p.m., ESPN. Watch okay. it. <laughs> okay. Um, but I yeah. do want to mention one more thing before we get going here is, yes, Texas won, mm-hmm. but if you ask me, they're not as good as people say they are. Yeah, I mean, well, we'll you, see that this week, still, too. Yeah, you still let up a team, you know, let the, uh, the team, an unranked team put up 31 points on you. I mean, it was a... 11 point game um, which is not you know that's still a two score game but if you ask me that's a little closer than it should have been yeah and there's been a lot of high hopes for Texas and who they are but they play Oklahoma this week correct yeah yeah I think Oklahoma kind of shuts the shuts the world up and kind of they're gonna do they're gonna do to Texas like LSU is gonna do to Florida yeah if you ask me Oklahoma's gonna put a fucking ass whooping on Texas yeah yeah, they so, are. It's going to happen. That's all um, I got for college. Uh, the only other two games I have looking out for this week are Alabama at Texas A&M and MSU at Wisconsin. MSU is going to lose that game. Jonathan Stewart's going to run all over them. Bama should win that game, but we'll see. It's a little bit of tougher competition. I know last week we mentioned they might not be as good as we thought. No. So keep an eye out on those. One more game I do want to look out for is uh, USC Notre Dame. Yeah. I wouldn't sleep on USC yet. They've had a few good games against some ranked teams this year, so... We'll It'd be see good how they for Notre do. Dame to get banged up a little bit it before would. they play Michigan. But yeah, uh, then again, we'll Michigan's going to lose that one too. So, but okay, yeah, you got a chirp alert though. Let's hear that chirp alert before we move into some other sports here. Going back, uh, NFL relation here. The tackle for the Tennessee Titans, Taylor Lewan, called out the defensive end for the Bills, Shaq Lawson, 
He said, shout out Shaq Lawson and his dominant stats. Hashtag first round backup. You're a monster, LOL. <laughs> then he has a screenshot of Shaq Lawson's stats through the first four weeks. And he has a total of six tackles and one sack. And uh, I don't know. Lawson has? Huh? Wasn't there a tweet about something about playing the inside and you're weak when you play the inside? You're a big fake. You're a fake tough guy or something. I thought that was between those two. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't see all that, somewhere. but then um, Shaq Lawson replied and said, LOL, hope you're in AZ during the offseason, tough guy. And Taylor Lewan said, yep, and it will go just like last time. You tired as fuck and me crushing workouts. Hashtag big hugs, tiny kisses. <laughs> I love Taylor Lewan. If you ask me, that guy carries a little bit of swagger with him that O-linemen need to follow. Right. Yeah, I, mean, I like that, the way he carries himself. Yeah, you don't hear much about O-linemen, so when they're out there talking their shit, doing their thing, I mean... They did him. I think if you ask me, he's a glorified TJ Lang. TJ Lang was a little bit of a chirper, but not as uh, aggressive as Mr. Lawan here. Yeah, definitely. That's the chirp alert for the week. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, Let's go into some MLB playoffs. We're talking other sports. We're going to keep it a little bit more consistent from last week. So uh, not much here. We're just going to recap the playoffs so far. Astros are leading the Rays 2-1. to Um, I just want to mention those first two games. Cole and Verlander were killing it. They had a combined 23 strikeouts, uh, only allowed five hits and zero runs through those two games. So incredible showing by those two. But then uh, Granky kind of Grinky, Grinky, Grinky is how you pronounce it. He kind of fucked it up in the last game. Uh, And then you got the Cardinals and Braves tied two and two. The Dodgers lead the Nats two to one and the Yankees lead the Twins two and oh. And I know you said earlier before the show that you had two standout teams correct or yeah i mean a lot of people even i know yourself are looking at the astros as one of their bigger teams but if you ask me obviously the yankees and then the dodgers honestly yeah because because this is the way i look at it the nationals yes they were a wild card but they're still a pretty damn good team they still got a lot going on and the dodgers two wins against the nationals were by six runs they won 6-0 and 10-4 and then they only lost by two runs they have a pretty clear path to the championship this year i mean this would be the third year in a row and they haven't won yet so yeah hopefully they get it this year but really i think they need to for the um they, they really need to skip to the yankees and astros in my opinion i think those are the two teams on that side it'd be fun to see for on sure that side i think the dodgers will be on the other side if you ask me you got arguably the best hitting team and then arguably the best pitching team yeah i think that would be a very and the astros in- everybody talks matchup. about their pitching but they really have some hitters on that team so they I, do i just i think well, the astros win it straight up i mean that's just my okay. opinion but it would be kind of sweet to I see Verlander beat the Yankees. Oh, yeah. I personally don't have a winner. Um, right now, it's really looking like just about anybody's ship to win. Yeah. Um, I did, you know, like I did mention the stickout teams, but I don't see anybody that's a for sure winner right now, um, if you ask me. So I'm curious to see. I'm going to keep checking in, you know, looking at scores and stuff like that. But I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting. Sticking to the Strohs, man. Sticking to the Strohs. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's go to the hockey. Let's uh, let's talk about some Red Wings, man. Starting 2-0, and beating two playoff teams. Uh, Dallas and Nashville putting up when it took, combined nine goals, eight goals, something like that. I think it was eight or nine, something like that. Nine. Either way, they're scoring some goals. Um, I mean, Mantha, yeah, I know you had some stuff about Mantha. You want to go? Yeah, I mean, Mantha alone has he has five goals through two games. He had four yesterday against Dallas, yeah. um, and they won four to two. So he obviously did everything there. Yeah, um, making plays. The front line alone through two games already has a combined 18 points. Um, 
Tyler Bertuzzi's looking pretty good. Yeah, I think he has two goals too, doesn't he? Had he had two goals in the first uh, first game, and I think he's had an assist in that game and an assist in uh, this last game. Yeah. Um, I don't know, dude. I mean, the Wings are... Going back to last I'm week, I'm just man. saying, like, these are two teams that were playoff teams last year in the 2018-19 playoffs. I think if you if I'm correct, Nashville... They made going it kind of deep, the season, didn't they? Huh? They made it kind of deep into the playoffs yeah. too, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, going into if I'm correct, going into the season, the preseason rankings, Nashville was ranked fourth. Yeah. And the Dallas Stars were ranked thirteenth. So I mean you're looking at two top fifteen teams that the quote unquote second to worst team in the league just not 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 that they just beat them. They kind of shit on them. Yeah. Well, and I mean, going back to last week, what I said about the Red Wings, I, I truly believe this is the first franchise in Detroit that gets closest, gets back to championship contender level. Do I think it's this year? No. I, I think 2-0 is that you still got 80 games to play. For sure. But starting 2-0 against two tough teams, uh, I mean... They're in a pretty good spot right now to keep going, and they're gonna they're gonna keep doing their thing. Let these young guys put their work in, and I think the team will end up being good next year, in the next year or two, maybe three. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, yes, like you said, it's only two games. Yeah, but I think we have a little bit of little bit of a right to be a little. Uh, what's the word? Starts with the O. Optimistic. Optimistic. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, the production through two weeks and. If you ask me, the player that I said was our best player in Larkin hasn't even... He got one got, goal in the first yeah, game. He has, but but he hasn't really got going yet. You know, yeah. Mantha's obviously been the standout guy, but... They're good. We will see, young, dude. Young tail. That's we not really a bad, will see. Not a bad mix there. Uh, one other thing in hockey news, or well, not hockey news, Red Wings news. Uh, they just traded for a defenseman, uh, an Alex Biega, 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 from Vancouver. Uh, he had just came off his best statistical year in last year. Uh, they traded away left winger David Pope, and he was the fourth best defensive defenseman. Jesus, man, uh, in Vancouver, despite only playing half the games last season, 41. So I think that's a pretty good pickup. They might have probably tried to fill that hole Cronwall left, but uh, I mean, mm-hmm. addressing that defense is a good thing for this now, team. Apparently, hockey's fucking up your pronunciation, eh? What's that? <laughs> I said <laughs> yeah, hockey's hockey. fucking up your pronunciation, yeah, eh? No, but, um, well, I'm, I'm so used to saying defenseman. Defenseman, no. Now I can say it right, of course. There you go. Defensive end is what I was thinking and yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah. But... Yeah, so some other news here in hockey. Um, one of the stars for the Penguins of Ghani Malkin is out for quite some time. It's not a season-ending injury, but he is going to be out long-term with a lower body injury. Um, creates a little absences there. Um, you definitely. Know, he's definitely been a playmaker for them for quite some, you know, quite a few years. But and then something real quick, I just want to touch on. I know earlier I mentioned the Rangers are somebody to watch, you know, team to watch out for. And what do you know through Week One? Uh, their their first line center is one of the three stars for this week in uh, Micah Zibanejad. So yeah. you had him, Mantha, and then my boy Austin Matthews were the three stars this week. You love and Austin Matthews. I do love man. Austin Matthews. I actually just bought a sweatshirt that's Austin Matthews. Oh, God. Um, speaking of Matthews, though, I, Leafs are a team I want to talk about here. Oh. And it's not just Matthews. It's not just him. Yeah. You still got Mitch Marner. You still got William Nylander. Yep. I mean, if you ask me, those are the three names to watch out for. They may not be the biggest names on the team, but those are the names to watch out for. I Definitely. think those are those are the players that are going to be they're going to be your names going to be hearing a lot. Like you know, didn't Marner? If I remember correctly, he was one of the restricted free agents that did a holdout before the season. But I mean, he's obviously signed now. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the Maple Leafs are a little more dangerous than people think. <laughs> I mean, I like the Maple Leafs. Well, I don't. 
Uh, now, team wise, I don't it, like them. Say it, I don't say like it. the Maple Leafs, yes, but I do. like them as far as their team composition, yes, and they have one of the greatest former Red Wing coaches of all time, and Babcock. I think they'll make some moves, and they're going to be a playoff team this year, no doubt yeah, in my mind. For sure, I see them as a playoff team. I know they actually strictly because of the former Red Wing that's running that. Yeah, I know they're playing the <laughs> or they played the ex Stanley Cup champions tonight. Yeah, and they uh, last I checked, they were tied two two in the second period, if I remember correctly. Uh, I know they started two and one or two to one, yeah, something like that. Up. Looks like Blues won at three two. Yeah, so okay. they blew a, they blew a lead, a late lead. But you know, St. Louis reigning champs. I actually just read something earlier today that said uh, something about them potentially repeating their uh, repeating their championship run. But we'll see. Yeah, no, I know a lot of people don't like the Blues. <laughs> I don't know why either. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a history I don't know about, but I've liked the Blues for a while. I always like like playing NHL when I was younger. Playing the Blues and the Wings just looked cool on ice to me. I don't know, but what have you? Did you see their championship rings? I did. You showed me. Or no, you didn't show me. You posted it the yeah, other day, didn't you? They had and, blue baguettes as their yeah, blue. That's done <laughs> dripping. It looked sweet. Yeah, they looked really fucking. Yeah, cool, I wouldn't mind having one of those rings. I wouldn't mind it. Probably a few a few thousand dollars, but yeah. man, no big deal. Yeah, but that's a, a hockey, right? Or do you have something yeah, else? Yeah, that's all I got for for our NHL there. Okay, well then uh, let's talk uh, week six. College or not college? God damn! I keep saying college when I'm talking NFL, man. NFL. I'm I'm amateur hour today, dude. I'm fucking up. Something's Anyways, gone. week six. Who you got? Let's run it. Go through our picks. I do want to mention uh, something I thought about this past week. I, last week I kind of questioned San Francisco and right now they're up 21-3 against the Browns. I'm starting to believe the 49ers might be a really good team and I, I think it's their defense that makes me makes me believe that. But anyways, week six, we got, let's start Thursday night football. We got the New York Giants going to the New England Patriots, Brad. Who you got? I don't think there's really question here, New England Patriots are going to take that. You don't think New York's going to come in and beat them like they beat them in 07? No. Okay, yeah, no, I'm with you. Patriots win it. Let's go first Sunday game, one oh, I'm sorry, 1 o'clock, not 1 o'clock, London game, 9.30 a.m., Carolina Panthers at the Tampa Bay Bucks. Who you got there? I'm taking the Carolina Panthers. I think the wheels keep rolling, and I... Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jameis Winston's had two really good games. Yeah, but you can't slow down Christian McCaffrey. That's true. I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe, uh, uh yeah. ah, that one's tough, dude. That's a pick in my opinion. That's, it's in London, so there's no home field advantage for either team. Carolina just came off a good win. And one before that. Bucks just lost to New Orleans. I'm going to take the Bucks. Anyway, second game, we got two shit shit teams, winless teams, Redskins and Dolphins. One of these teams are going to win, dude. Who do you think it's going to be, tanking Dolphins or coachless skins? Taking the Dolphins just because of job security at the head coach position. Uh, I think that the Redskins spend more time scrambling for a coach this week than they do focusing on I really don't think they're focused on a coach, but I'm going to pick the skins here. Let's see. We'll see, though. I think skins win it. Dolphins are going to continue to do their tank job now that they know the Jets are a worse team than them. So they want to secure that first round pick or first overall pick. Next game, we got the New Orleans Saints at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who do you got? Some backup quarterback battle. That's a good one. Because both quarterbacks have had good games since they came. And 
I'm pretty sure the line on this one's also a pick'em. There's like three or four pick'em games next week, but there's no spread whatsoever. And but, if there is a spread, it's like two or three. Uh, New Orleans, uh, Jacksonville's favored by one point. Uh, I'm going to take Jacksonville. Home field advantage, I think, is a very close game, if you ask me. But uh, I'm taking Jacksonville. I'm going to take the Saints there. I think Teddy Bridgewater just keeps running the table. But, you know, his luck might run out eventually. We'll see. Ah, oh, shit. You know what? No, I'm going to, I'll stick with the Saints, but I do like Minshew, and we'll see. Anyways, we got the Cincinnati Bengals going to the Baltimore Ravens interdivisional battle. Who do you got? Second AFC North game for the Ravens, and I'm taking them in the. Yeah, I'm taking the Ravens there as well. And then we got the Seattle Seahawks coming to the Cleveland Browns. One o'clock. Who you got there? I'm going to take Seattle. I think their offense is very consistent right now. I think their offense is good, and I think their defense might shut down Baker Mayfield. And on top of that, the Browns have been extremely inconsistent this season. Yeah, they really have been up and down continues. Uh, yeah, so we got the Philadelphia Eagles going to the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to take the Eagles here. I think they, uh, despite the win that Vikings had this week, I think the Eagles are just going to keep rolling. Yeah, I mean, the way I look at it is Green Bay beat the Vikings. Green Bay beat, just barely lost to the Eagles. Yep. So I'm going to take the Eagles. I think the Eagles, I don't know if it's a huge win, but I'll say the Eagles take it by Okay. I got, uh, this is probably the game I'm most excited for this week, if not the Lions game. We got the Houston Texans at the Kansas City Chiefs. I just like that quarterback battle, and I'm going to go with, uh, actually, let me, let me hear your pick first. Chiefs bounce back. Houston Texans. I like the Texans in this one too, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Texans there. Chiefs are gonna win two in a row. I'm sorry, Chiefs are gonna lose two in Two in a row. God damn, I can't talk tonight, man. Do I need to take an Adderall before these shows now or something? <laughs> Anyways, let's go. Atlanta Falcons at the Arizona Cardinals. Two, uh, two. Well, one team that was expected to be good that ended up being bad, and one team that was expected to be bad that. It's still bad. Uh, one coming off a win, one coming off a loss. Who you got there? It's tough because last week I predicted the Falcons to come out. Falcons keep burning me this year. Last week I didn't let it happen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take, oh God, I'm gonna take the Falcons. I'm gonna take the Falcons as well, and I'm starting. That's hard to pick. But that's another game that I feel like could just be a pick 'em. They're both kind of bad teams, uh, but I'm gonna go to the Falcons there as well. Now this game should be a little bit more interesting. We got a, we got a battle. Well, not battle of the Bay, but California battle here. 49ers at the LA Rams. Who you got? I'm gonna take the Rams at home. Uh, I think, I mean, like I've mentioned earlier, their offense has been producing. Yeah. Um, and I don't think the 49ers have a dangerous enough offense to tear Keep apart up. the defense. So I take the Rams. I'm going to play devil's advocate there. I think the Niners' defense will outplay the Rams' defense and they'll win them there. Uh, I, I thought the 49ers were going to be a dark horse team last year. Um, this year I said I wasn't going to choose them as a dark horse team just because I didn't like their injuries last year and they pissed me off but this year I think the 49ers might be legit and they're going to beat the Rams at home uh, we got the Tennessee Titans another inconsistent team like the Browns going to the Denver Broncos who do you have there? I'm taking the Broncos at home uh, I know it's already hard enough to play in the mile high but you're coming off a Two losses in a row for Tennessee, and I think so, yeah. Broncos just won this last weekend, so I think they keep rolling. And again, 
Yeah, I'm going to uh, go opposite of you again. I think the Titans only win when they're underdogs and lose when they're favored. So they're underdogs this week by two and a half. So I'm going to choose the Titans. They seem to outplay themselves when they're favored to lose. So, yeah, that's my pick there. We got the Dallas Cowboys going to the New York Jets. Who do you got? Cowboys next. Cowboys next. I'm with you on that. Now we got the Pittsburgh Steelers going to the L.A. Chargers, an AFC showdown. Who do you got there? That's a tough one for me. Um, I'm going to take Pittsburgh. You're going to take Pittsburgh? Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. They're on the third string quarterback. I'm going to take the Chargers at home. I think Melvin Gordon and Eckler come back and have a big game. Now, this might be the biggest game of the week. Monday Night Football, Detroit Lions going into the Green Bay Packers. Who do you got? Do the Lions come back and keep building on this miraculous start? I think the Packers are too hot right now. I mean, you're playing them in Fuck Green you, Bay. Brad. No, I'm being I'm being honest. <laughs> no, yeah, you're being objective. First. Yeah, they're playing the Packers in Green Bay. They're coming off of a bye week, whereas the Packers are coming off a hot week. Yeah. Um, I'm I can't help but to take Green Bay here. But then again, the the Lions had two weeks to rest up and plan for this game, but I'm going to have to unfortunately go with Green Bay too. It might be a tough game. We'll see. They always seem to play Green Bay tough. They've won the last yeah. two years in Lambeau. Um, the high for that game this year or this week is like 37 degrees, so it's going to be cold. It's supposed to snow there on Sunday. So Sweet. We'll see, but maybe those outside practices from last year will help us. Maybe. Yeah. Anyways, um, that's it for the picks. Let's wrap this show up. Uh, one thing I do want to mention is if you see us on Anchor, if you go to our page, there's a voice message thing on there that's essentially call-in. So if you guys want to say anything to us and want to be featured in the show, go on there. Uh, we might start doing like a topic before each week, and then you guys can record and respond or whatever, and we'll go from there. But uh, other than that, keep sharing, keep posting. We appreciate all the support. Um, Brad, do you have anything to wrap up with? All I got... Um yeah, like he said, there's the, that's there. You know, for you, those of you that use it through Anchor, feel free to send us opinions. You know, bold statements, shit like that. You know, we want to hear what you guys got to say. So yeah, definitely. That's all I got, man. All Let's right, we'll up. talk to you guys next week. I'm about to go pee my pants. See you guys later. Peace out. <laughs>